0: Good morning. Welcome back to Leave a Little Sparkle. I am your host, Julie Walker, and I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode today. If you're new here, welcome. If you have been listening since the beginning, welcome back. This episode definitely dives deep into the feelings of a parent who is also an employee of a school. And I think it's really important that we have this conversation today. But before we do, I'd just like to go ahead and say... If you are looking for collaboration, if you're looking for resources, if you're looking for any of those things, head on over to my Patreon. It also has free early access to things Um, and see if you could support me that way. If you're not able to support me that way, please like and share this. Get this out there to all of your teacher friends, all your educator friends, all of your parent friends because parents need to know the ins and outs of what's going on in these schools today too so don't forget to check me out on etsy i have my teacher merchandise there don't forget to check me out on all the social media platforms twitter instagram facebook and tiktok yeah don't forget to check that one out as well so without further ado let's get into today's episode This is Little Sparkle, welcome everyone We all are teachers, we know it's hard To educate our kids and make them face real problems To put together our strength and give them all our knowledge My fellow friends, let's talk about it We are here to talk and make it better. Kids and mental health all matter. Little Sparkle, the podcast for educators. Hi there and welcome back to Leave a Little Sparkle. I am your host, Julie Walker, and today I am with a very special guest, Hi, special guest. Hi, everybody. It's Miss Ramjet. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so Miss Ramjet is one of my students' parents. She also works with me, which is phenomenal because I've been told we're very, very similar. Yes. Which I could see that. I mean, we bust out in song randomly together. And, and you say know, nonsense things. I mean, nonsense gets me through the day. Oh, yeah. I'm right yeah. there with
1: you with that
0: one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 So today's topic is a little bit more parent-friendly, um, where I wanted to talk today, Miss Ramjit, about family and our kids and how it feels to send them off to school, as I'm going to be sending my little guy into kindergarten next year. Mm. And you've had to do that three times now. And I'm yes. sure the climate from the time you sent your oldest to school to, the time, to now, really— is very different for sure in between, so yeah.
1: So, with my two oldest, they were really close in mm-hmm. age, so they did it like a buddy system for sure. Oh, okay, and it was easier, mm. you know. And we walked right to the school and came home, and I was able to actually stand at the end of the sidewalk and watch them walk down. Aww. Now, even where we live, I would not allow yeah. my child to walk down the sidewalk alone, yeah, at all. It's like a little nerve-wracking yeah so ugh.
0: yeah we we purposefully bought our home on a cul-de-sac mm-hmm. thinking like oh, okay when he gets older he can play in the road and like be friends with everybody we don't let him outside our front door yeah so yeah roads are just off limits and
1: and that's sad because you know when you're younger i know when i was younger we ran all over the neighborhood and played with the neighborhood kids yeah. and now even where we live it's like You'll see a kid here and there, mm-hmm. but you don't see him out riding the bikes. No. You don't see him playing four square or tag or anything like that. Everybody's just like to themselves. Everybody's going to need a
0: chiropractor when they get our age because their head is down on some sort of electronical device. Yes, a phone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny cause our students here at JSA are one-to-one devices mm-hmm. and I'm constantly telling them to put them up on the desk because they want to lay them flat and be over top of it. And I'm like, yeah. your neck is going to kill you by the end of the day. Just put it up. Yeah. Give your, give your neck a break. They're going
1: to have a good old arch in their back. So that way yes. when they pat themselves on the back, they ain't missing. That's <laughs>
0: <Yes. all. laughs> so serious. Punch back a Notre Dame. <laughs> <Yes>. Poor kids. <games. laughs> Like I said, chiropractor, uh, that's probably, you know, I'll tell Xander he should be a chiropractor. He'll probably break it in by the be time he gets dollar bills. Oh, yeah. All day
1: long. <laughs> dollar bills, y'all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, so, school is, you, you're right. School, the climate just between back, how old is your oldest? She's 18. Oh, my gosh. My oldest is 18. I can't even imagine being at that point in life when. No. Yeah. I'm a crybaby. Oh, yeah. and Hopefully. I don't.
1: Everybody's like, oh, you're ready for them to. No, mm. I would keep my kids home with me. Yeah. Um, people are, it, it's funny because they'll come up here to the school mm-hmm. and they're like, why do they come up here? <laughs> Just to hang
0: out with their mom. I'm yeah. cool like that. So. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's what I want. That's, I, I ultimately want to have a relationship with my son that he never doesn't want to be around. Right. Yeah, I want him to always want to hang out with mom, even when it's not cool.
1: Yeah, because, listen, we went to the dance, me and my husband, for Hayden's dance. And, you know, the best part is we didn't harass her, aggravate her, constantly poke at her, and she just enjoyed herself. Oh, You know. That's
0: awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you refrain from constant harassment, because that would be my hard, hard thing, like, <laughs> to stand back. I'm already thinking of ways to embarrass Xander next year, so it probably would be really difficult for me.
1: No, but. they do good at embarrassing themselves. <laughs> and then they give me this look like, did I
0: just do that? And <laughs> I just smile like, gotcha.
1: So they do that on their own. Uh, that's yeah?
0: funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go ahead and throw out trigger warning for any listeners. If it's hard for you to listen to anything that has to do with school shootings or, you know, anybody dying on campus, probably turn this off or, you know, speed through to later on points. But part of the reason why I wanted to have a parent on is so that we could talk to a parent and see their perspective of things. Because as teachers, I know as soon as those kids walk in that door, I take their safety very seriously. Mm -hmm. I take my safety very seriously. But they're my students, not my kids. And so it's a different perspective now because you're having to, like, hand your child to somebody who's not you and Mm -hmm. expect them to be safe and taken care of. And so I just wanted to hear, like, your perspective of how is that and has that changed for you from child to child? Has that been easier, harder?
1: Um, With Adeline and Pierce, the older two, I honestly didn't go through the scenarios that I went through with my youngest, Hayden, Mm -hmm. and being here at our school. um, Not too long ago, we had a gentleman jump the fence. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we went into lockdown mode and immediately Mm -hmm. everything inside of me broke. And I got a little fearful for sure. Yeah. But my main concern was, how is she feeling? Yeah. You know, is she comfortable? Does she feel like She's going to melt down. And then I thought at the same time, she has classmates that are probably feeling the same way she is. Yeah. And once we got out of the situation and we started taking phone calls, that's when um, I got shook up. Like the first phone call that came through, the parent was crying. And it took everything in me to, you know, choke back my own tears and let her know, hey... You know, everything's good. Right. If you choose to come up here, be that person for your child. You yeah. know, be that hero in their life for this moment. Yeah. It seems small, but at the same time it is so huge to them still yeah. because they still have that innocence that, mm-hmm. you know, you wanna hold on to, I wanna hold on to. Yeah. And that day I went home and cried, I will not lie oh, to you. Oh, yeah. Because I felt like I was out of control, like I had no yes. control of the situation at all.
0: I think that's the hardest part is, you know, just as much as teachers in that moment feel like they have no control over the situation, like we're locked in a tiny room trying to keep kids quiet and make mm-hmm. sure that they know that it's serious, but also not scare them too much. Right. Um. So we have no control over the situation. Kids are going to be kids, they're going to do what they're going to do parents have literally no control. They can't even put eyes on their kids right. to make sure. And I I thought about that when we had that lockdown. My my first instinct was I'm having a lockdown and my kids aren't in my room. Right. That was so scary to me to make sure cuz when they're in my room, I know that they're doing the proper procedures and following the proper protocol because I'm here for them. Right. When they're not in my room, like is that teacher going to did that teacher hear the alarm? Did that teacher know that we need to be in lockdown? you know, are, are they behaving? Right. I try to add another layer of now I have a kindergartner down in the kindergarten wing. My first instinct would be, I need to go down there. Right.
1: And, and that's what was scary. We did, um, it was so wild that day I had called and, and myself, I called first student Mm -hmm. to come up. And then all of a sudden when I got that phone call, like this is something serious, my everything inside of me mother turned Uh on instead of you know a provider helper whatever you guys um you know put that in that frame of thought but mother instinct kicked in and I felt like I needed to run out of that office and and hunt that child yeah just to you know protect that child and then at the same time, I was like, okay, so we know what we're supposed to do. Somebody will snag that child. Somebody pulled that child into the classroom. Oh, good. It was very quick. We were under control and was like, hey, dude, you know, we called down. Everything was good at that point. But, yeah. you know, it's fear, definitely. Yeah. And, it's, and it's sad that kids go to school and they have to think like that, like, you know, when my son came home and he heard about it, he was like, mom, were you scared? Did you think this would be the last time you've seen yeah. us?
0: So, yeah, I, I definitely, So I have terrible reception here at work. So it's not like I can text my mm-hmm. husband, but, um, the first thing I thought was first, my kids aren't in my room. I can't, whatever. And then the next thing was, I, I have to at least be able to tell my husband what's going on. He's not going to hear about this until right. it's too late. And and I had argued with Xander that that day and I was like, Oh my God, my kid's just going to remember that I was a butthead that morning (laughs) and it was difficult. And, and I don't think people even understand the emotions that go on inside Mm -hmm. the schools. Like all these people on, you know, online. And I, like I said before, I don't get into politics. Right. My main thing is everybody has an opinion on what we should do, what we shouldn't do. But I haven't heard from teachers. I haven't heard from parents. Like how are you feeling? What What's the check-in? And, and everybody's just like, we should do this, we should do that. Can we just stop and take a breath and be like, you know, what's going on with everybody who's in those situations? Yeah. And what can we do to make it better? If there was a way that I know that my husband could be notified that this is going on in the school and something, you know, whatever, that would make me feel better to know that he would be notified immediately. Now, Next year he will be because my son will be in, his, in at our school. Right. But for now, like, just as his wife, he wouldn't have known anything if I hadn't have emailed him. Right. So, yeah.
1: And that was – this is funny because that day that day definitely shook my world for a good couple hours, even after the fact, because I was rushing back to tell, you know, other people, hey, this is really happening. We need to get moving. I left my phone um, wow. in the front, and I thought once I got locked up and, and placed away, I was sitting there thinking that I have no way to reach out to anyone. Yeah. So everybody was kind of, you know, back there, and, and just we had a few kids back there, and the fear in those mm-hmm. kids. And even looking at my coworkers and how they were, like, sitting down, you know, and kind of very close to one another, I sat there and thought, what is going on? And what is your emotion Mm -hmm. at this point? You know, you're not a a lone person in here, right? but you
0: feel like you're um, all alone. Yeah. And you know what else is really interesting that I think should probably be something that we talk about just as a school, as a district, as a community of educators, is what should we do after the fact, Mm -hmm. when there is an actual lockdown, we just went right back to go Normalcy. pick up your kids and keep going. Yeah. And I can tell you that was not a normal day for my kids. Like, no. I, they were done. They were shot. Their brain was fried. My brain was fried. Like, we need to do better at mental health after the fact of those types oh, of for things. for sure. Even to the point of, like, you know, the Tennessee shooting that happened not too long ago. The kids are coming to school and talking about it. Why haven't we come up with a way to talk about it in the room, you know, mm-hmm. maybe even hunker down and have another practice and like to make them feel safe in the room.
1: Right. So with that, I think, and and this is my own opinion, so I don't want to rock anybody's world. <laughs> but when I think about what you said, to be able to express those emotions mm-hmm. with these kids, it is very overwhelming. And, you know, these kids will turn into adults at mm-hmm. some point and they still have to go through that mm-hmm. for some of them that one moment in their life can change everything. Yeah. You know, mentally, physically, emotionally, and it could worry them for the rest of their yeah. you know, their lives.
0: Absolutely. Other kids
1: can jump and turn the gun. Bad bad choice bad of word. Bad choice of word. Jump <laughs> 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 and change their, you know, perspective and, and be good and yeah. ready to go and and it don't bother them. Yeah. So I think it would be really awesome, you know, if they a situation happened like that, they stayed in their homeroom. Yeah. Or they stay with that teacher that they're with. Yeah. And if they're having an stability. emotional moment, give them that comfort and that yes. stability and let them know, hey, we're not
0: moving. You don't have to move around. Yeah. Just be here and, and <clears throat> you know, share. Yeah. And it's so true what you say because mm-hmm. 9-11 happened when I was in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. I'm not... I, you Let's not talk about age. (laughs) Anyways, but 9-11 happened when I was in fifth grade. I did not get on an airplane until this year, 2023. I've had many of opportunities to go places, get on a plane and go places, and I refused. And even when we got on the plane, my husband and I actually wrote letters to my son, and we did a will before we left and got on the plane because I didn't think we were coming back. Right. Like, that significantly impacted me, and that was probably one of the most traumatic things that I can think of for, like, a 20-year span inside schools. Yeah,
1: and that's, that's like you said, traumatic, and, and, you know, I even said the same thing in different words, but it does. Some children, it just sits with them. Yeah. And, and I'm not trying to throw parents out or anything but if they've already had something traumatic, because we don't know what goes on outside of the right. school walls. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're going home and maybe they already had a loss in their family, mm-hmm. that's been very traumatic. And then they come to school and bang, this happens too. Yeah. You know, two of those can overwhelm mm-hmm. their little souls. And yes, eighth graders kindergartners, it don't matter. They're, they're big, but they're, they're small. St- exactly. Yeah. And their souls still need love and yeah. comfort and understanding. Yeah, And as much as people are, you know, sometimes like, oh, well, they're older, mm-hmm. they'll work their way through it. Yeah. It don't
0: always work like that. I yeah. know
1: grown adults. Sometimes in my own self, I can't work out certain
0: things. So. Yeah. I I'm a big advocate for therapy. I'm in therapy every week. Um, it's, it's helped with my own PTSD. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, that's why I'm so passionate about having mental health in the schools because I think, I think we're in the perfect storm right now, which is causing these things like, okay, people have access to guns that probably shouldn't have access to guns. Right. There's, um, a mental health crisis in the United States. There's lack of funding to help the mental health crisis in the United States. And there's all these, um, just just perfect storm all these things happening at the same time and we need to go into the schools and start helping with mental health more than just like here's a book on what could happen when a kid feels suicidal right like we need to know when a kid is is feeling down when they're you know ways to bring them up ways to make them feel better even if it's just for right then like i use my own therapy on kids sometimes because yeah. i had a student have a panic attack the other day and i'm like okay put your hand on the table How does the table feel? Is it cold? Is it smooth? Is it, and that's called grounding. That's a tip or trick that any teacher could use. Oh yeah. That's not overstepping or doing anything that's like medical or whatever, but it got that student out of her panic attack because she's not thinking about that. Right. She's thinking about how the table feels under her hand. Right. Why are we not equipping teachers with that, you know?
1: I think that people are fearful. And, again, this is my own opinion. Yeah. don't want to step on toes. Right. I do feel like people are very fearful of that because they don't know how to sometimes approach situations mm-hmm. and not feel like they're going to get judged themselves. Right. You know, or thinking that, oh, well, maybe I'm thinking too hard about this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... It is a serious thing, even yeah. when my own kids – I have I have an 18-year-old, a 17-year-old, and this lovely 11-year-old, <laughs> and when I see my own children, like, sometimes just the way their body mm-hmm. looks or the way their face looks, I'm like, hey, what happened today? Why yeah. are you in that, you know, state of mind? Let's pull you from that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes kids just don't have that. They don't have someone to say, hey, are you okay? Right. And parents are like, oh, you go to school all day. It's not stressful. Yeah, it is, it is very stressful. Yes, it, is. <laughs> it is. Yeah.
0: I mean, my panic attacks started when I was in fifth grade because my trauma started when I was in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only did my trauma start in fifth grade, but then also I was going to school and having all these heavy things that I had to get done. I had to be perfect. I right. had I because of my trauma, I had to be perfect. I had to do the right things that I would be lovable. Right. And so I'm putting all this weight and yeah, I came for myself, but as a fifth grader, I didn't know that. I was just like, I got to do it. I got to do it right. And having panic attacks nearly daily to the point where they sent me to like a cardiac doctor to find out why my heart was palpitating. Um, and come to find out it was just panic attacks. And like, School can do that. Oh, yeah, for sure. And people, it's
1: funny because others are like, oh, you know, kids do get in situations. And you know what really rocks my world is parents, they get to go home to their children and vice versa. Children get to go home to them. There's some foster kids out there and children that don't have Mm -hmm. homes. So they don't get to go home and relieve that stress. They don't get to go home and cry. They don't get to go home and and snuggle up with someone and instead they're going somewhere where they might not feel as comfortable or, you know, feel like they can just put out what is going on. Yeah. So I think it's, it's great to have people, Mm -hmm. teachers, parents, advocates, anyone to step in place sometimes just to say, Hey, what's going on today?
0: Well, it kind of reminds me of something I did you know, old school Baptist chair. So <laughs> there was there was a time when we had kids coming to church that didn't come with parents. Mm-hmm. And so we had some of the older couples in the church, hey, I'm going to adopt you for the church service. Yeah. And they would come alongside them and they'd, you know, help them out. I mean, I think a program like that where we would have not people necessarily to do therapy, but people just to come in and be like, how's your day going? Yeah, How are you feeling? Like eat lunch with them if their parents don't come and do that kind of thing that might make a huge difference in some of these kids' mental health.
1: It does. You know what they've taken away? Because when I was younger, I had pen pals. And people, you know, my grandmother, we just left, and she is 88 years old. I love her to death. But my oldest will be going into the military. Mm -hmm. And she told her, well, you just make sure you write Great Grandma. And I think that is phenomenal to have. I think a pen pal, whether it be an older generation Mm -hmm. or someone in their, you know, area. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But um, older generation for sure because their stories are very similar to what's going on here now with us. Except for back then, they didn't have so many rules and regulations. Yeah, that's you know? true. And they talk to you different. Older people mm-hmm. sometimes will get their point across when you don't see or expect a point to be coming. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a few days goes by and it hits you. Oh, my goodness, I, I see where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be phenomenal to do yeah. with kids is have them, you know, find a pen pal, even on the other side of the world. Yeah. I think that that would be cool too.
0: Yeah, that would be I, – I totally forgot and blanked out that I used to have a pen pal. I did. In third grade. We, <laughs> I think we were, like, class buddies. And so um, I had a pen pal at a different school that, like, their class was pen pals with my class. Yeah. Yeah. I think just kids not feeling lonely and learning how to – and I do think COVID might have had a hand in this, but learning how to get along with one another yeah. and how to converse with one another and, um, you know, just – And that conversing
1: situation, I love love all these babies here. And they're babies to Mm -hmm. me, you know. Yes. When they come up and they're like, oh, I got to meet their energy. No, baby, you don't have to meet nobody's energy. Mm -mm. You know what you should do is you should love and respect yourself, take a step back and say, But why are they responding that way? And if I respond that way, am I still looking like a donkey head the same way they could possibly be looking like a donkey head?
0: (laughs) Just saying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So true. I I wish a lot of these kids would understand. Like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. No. You know who you are. You know if you're a good person. You know what you did or didn't do. And you have to live with you. You don't have to live with them. You have to live with you. Uh, but, again, that goes back to it would be great if they had some mentoring in the schools and yeah. maybe that would help.
1: Big brother, big sister
0: type of yeah. thing going
1: on. I know it's so weird. Those things were very, you know, everywhere yeah. when I was younger. Especially. Absolutely, yeah. Now things have changed because, yeah. you know, there's all these stipulations. And yes. Things and, and I think that that's hard too. I think that it would be awesome if they could bring a program into the schools yeah. and, and try and figure something out with them, you yeah. know. Even the older kids, I know in some classrooms they're doing it, but having, like, the older kids Mm -hmm. spend time with some of the younger kids. So that way these younger kids don't feel intimidated.
0: Well, my class is going to be doing that soon. See, I think that's (laughs) awesome. My my fifth graders are going to be going down to kindergarten, and they're going to be reading to them, reading budding system and I think it's it's a twofold thing. It helps the older kids to have confidence. It helps them to realize that they are being watched and their yeah. actions are being watched. But then also it helps the little ones not be so like, oh, those are really big kids and scared and, you know. And it gives them
1: somebody to look up to. Yes. That's something, um, it's hilarious. My grandmother even tells me now, you can learn from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Hayden came home and she showed me Canva.
0: Canva? Oh yeah, Canva. I Miss love Walker. Canva. It's Walker.
1: Yes, it's Walker. So she showed me, you know, and and I pulled up a little thing and I was like, this is so cool. Yes. And she took that time with me and, you know, she's 11, I'm almost 40. <laughs> you it doesn't matter at any age you can always learn. Yeah. And Showing a child that you can learn from them, mm-hmm. that boosts their confidence. Oh, yeah. You know, 100%. Yes. So And I think that's Because then they like awesome. to
0: come to class and be like, guess what I did? Exactly. <laughs> I taught my exactly. And yeah. that's what
1: she done. You know, she was very good at saying, Miss Walker showed us this. Mm-hmm. And then she taught me. And I yeah. thought that was awesome,
0: you know. Yeah. Well, you know, I think every student by fifth grade should know Canva because it's <laughs> the most – I'm like, you want your stuff to look professional? Just use Canva.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I won't tell a story. I was <laughs> – I done a little thing today, and no. I was very proud of myself, so
0: go me! I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate you. You're
1: welcome. I appreciate you. You're welcome too.
0: anytime. Yay.
1: <laughs> Have a great evening.
0: Thank you. You, too. I hope I didn't.